then I said, No, that's not fair. You have to follow the rules. And I walked away. And what were you doing again? Playing Clue. It's my favorite game. Uh, oh, hello. Uh, Sophie, our listeners are back. Oh, hi, everyone. Welcome to God's Story for Kids. My co-host here, Henry, you can call me Hank, and I were just talking about a fight he got into with his friend. Yeah, and then sophisticated here... Sophie, was, for short. Uh, Sophie was just about to tell me how right I was. I was? Yeah. You always know what to say, Sophie. Go ahead. Tell me that my friend broke the rules and I had a right to be mad. Okay, well, let's back up just for a minute here. What happened exactly? Well, I asked my friend if he wanted to play Clue, and he said yes. So I got it out of the box, placed all six character tokens in the center of the board, chose a character to play as, sorted the Clue cards, and shuffled each deck separately. A little faster here, Hank. We've only got ten minutes. How did the fight start? Well, we were trying to figure out who was going to go first. I said we should roll the dice, and whoever rolls the highest number gets to go first. He said, youngest goes first. And so then I said, no, that's not fair. You have to follow the rules. And that's it? You didn't even get to start the game? No, he wasn't following the rules. There's a rule for how to decide who goes first? Yes. Look, it says right here, how to play. Number one, decide who goes first. Everyone rolls the dice. Highest roller goes first. Play then continues left. Huh, so it does. You were right, Hank. Yes, I was right. I knew it. Okay, but Hank, do you really think that was worth fighting about? I think you're kind of missing the point of the game by getting so hung up on this one little point. What do you mean? Well, let's check out this Bible story from the book of Mark. We'll start in chapter 2. Let's read it together. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them, Haven't you ever read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. So Jesus and his disciples were basically hungry on their way to church and stopped to pick some food from a field so they could eat quick. And the mean Pharisees told Jesus they shouldn't have done that because picking food from the field is working on the Sabbath when God told us to rest. Exactly. Doesn't it sound silly to tell someone they can't eat on their way to church because that would be considered work? Yes. I definitely eat before church and at church and after church. Yeah, Hank, we know you like to eat. Well... Obviously, the Pharisees saw how ridiculous that was, right? I don't think they did. Check out what happened right after that. Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. Since it was the Sabbath, Jesus' enemies watched him closely. 
If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. What? Jesus said to the man with the deformed hand, Come and stand in front of everyone. Then he turned to his critics and asked, Does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath, or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save life or to destroy it? But they wouldn't answer him. Jesus looked around at them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hard hearts. (laughs) Then he said to the man, Hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand, and it was restored. Oh, you're kidding. So while Jesus was in their church, he saw a man who could be healed, and he asked the mean Pharisees if he could do something kind by healing the man's hand or if that would be breaking the Sabbath, and they didn't even answer him? Yes. All Jesus had to do was speak the words, and the man would be healed. But they didn't even want him to do that. That sounds ridiculous. It does to us because we understand the heart of it. The heart of resting on the Sabbath is to be near to God, to focus on him and worship him. But the Pharisees were so caught up in following the literal exact rule, word for word, that they forgot to think about why the rules were there in the first place. Okay. So are you saying I don't have to follow the rules? No, that's not exactly what I'm saying here, Hank. But I can see why you might be confused. Hey, let's see if our listeners have any questions about this. Hmm. Oh, here's one from Ivory. There are all kinds of rules God gives his people in the Old Testament. Since Jesus died on the cross and came back to life to forgive our sins, why do we still have to follow those rules anyway? Now that's a great question. Hank, can you think of any rules from the Old Testament that seem kind of silly for us today? (laughs) Oh, yes. I was doing my readings for the whole Holy Bible in a year, and I found some really weird things in the book of Leviticus. What did you find? It says not to let people know you're sad by letting your hair be messy. (laughs) What? What does that even mean? It also says you can only eat animals that swim in water if they have both fins and scales. (laughs) Why? I don't know. It also says you can only eat winged insects that walk along the ground and jump. If they don't jump, you can't eat them. So I could eat a grasshopper? Yep, or a cricket. I'll pass. Actually, did you know that there are some groups of people throughout the world that really do eat crickets and grasshoppers, Sophie? Hmm. I wonder what a cricket would taste like. Oh, they're fabulous. They're a nutty and smoky and just a treat for the palate. Delicious. Of course you know that, Hank. But let's get back to Ivory's question. Why do we have to follow the rules that God gave from before Jesus was even born if Jesus died to forgive all our sins anyway? All the rules God gave in the Old Testament were given to serve different purposes. Some of those purposes were to perform certain rituals that only applied to that specific time and place in history. Some of those purposes were timeless and they still apply to us even today. But all of the rules were given by God to set his people apart from the rest of the world. God was saying, the rest of the world does things this way, but you should do things this way. So 
Even though Jesus died and rose again to take away all our mistakes, we still follow the timeless rules from the Old Testament to show God and the rest of the world that we are different. Yes! Hooray! Just like Jesus was different from the rest of the religious people, like the Pharisees, he wants us to pay close attention to the heart behind the rules that are given. Sophie, I feel like you're trying to tell me something about my fight with my friend over who was right, but I just can't quite put my finger on it. Well, Hank, what's the point of having rules for a game? Well, to make sure everyone understands what to do so we can play the game together and have fun. So if the point of the rules is to get everyone on the same page about what to do in order to have fun, would it really be that big of a deal to have the youngest player go first instead of rolling the dice? I guess not. Either way, we still get to play. There you go. That's the heart of the rule. You got the connection. And this is where your story connects with God's story too, kids. It's important for us to know what the Bible says and learn what it means and how we can use it to live our very best lives. Part of that is making sure we understand the heart of the Bible, which is to grow closer in our relationship with Jesus and to share his love with those around us. So when you have a question about what the Bible means, like we did today, make sure to ask your grown-up or a Hope Kids leader or a pastor. That's right. We're all learning together, and that means finding out the answers to our questions together, too. There's one thing I know for sure, though, Hank. Can you guess what I'm about to tell all our listeners? I think I know. Hope Kids, you matter. You are loved, and you are part of God's story. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of God's Story for Kids. It's easy to find us here each week by hitting the subscribe button and then let your friends know how much you love it. And if you're looking for more ways to plug into Lutheran Church of Hope's annual theme, The Whole Holy Bible in a Year, check out our website for weekly family devotions and other resources for kids and adults. And if you're local, we hope to see you at Hope Kids on weekends and Wednesdays. We'll see you next week. God loves you.